This week on TSR, Unlimited Comics. Sort of. Captain Marvel gets a trailer and a poster. More Marvel shows are coming to ABC and Disney Play. And are Star Wars movie releases slowing down? All that and more on this episode of TSR. Welcome back to TSR, episode 197. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Brian. We're sorry we're a little late on this recording. First, the first time it was my fault. Um, I had some burnout going on and needed a recovery day, so we couldn't record on the day we originally planned to last week. Yes, and then it was my fault. Do we want to tell the story of what happened? I got burned with a pressure washer. Yeah. It's really, I need to come up with a better story. If you have suggestions, please tweet them to me. <laughs> but yeah, you know that metal part on a pressure washer? It gets really hot. Yeah, where the, the hot exhaust comes out of. Yeah, don't bump into it. Yeah, I, I, I would strongly advise against that. Yeah, yeah, don't do it. Uh. It, it. It sucked. And, you know, nah, I... So we couldn't record on Saturday because I had to take an emergency trip to the Minute Clinic. And then we couldn't record on Sunday because I got really sick. Because apparently getting a burn makes you dehydrated. And I got a super bad migraine and spent the day in bed. So while I was in bed, I watched Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War because I could. As one does. Yes. Back to back, it's quite an interesting uh, experience. It's a little bit of an emotional whiplash. It is. It's like Thor Ragnarok is so fun, and then that ship comes up during the mid-credits, and then I'm like, well, I gotta watch the rest. And then I'm like, oh, Thor, you've lost so much. Oh, let buddy. Me, let me hug you. Buddy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, that that definitely wasn't fun. No, it wasn't. I, I don't recommend it. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> Uh, I've been reading a ton of comics lately. You have. Just a boatload of comics. Uh, did read the end of the Poe Dameron ongoing, which reminds me, I need to write the review for that last arc. I should do that this weekend. Yes, um, you should, while we're not doing anything else. Correct. Uh, it was great. The entire run was great. Charles Soulwright wrote a great Poe Dameron, and I am going to miss that series dearly. And Black Squadron for episode nine. Hey, I read it too. You did read it. I did. You did. I haven't read the whole comic. But, but you read the last arc. I did. I read the last arc and it was very good. And um, yeah, I, I'm glad it ended the way it ended. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've I've had a some at some point I became a guy with a pull list. I don't know when that happened. You have a big pull list. I mean, not not as big as some people's. But, True. you know, actually, I do know how this happened. Thanks, Bria. <laughs> this is all your fault. I mean, yeah. So what are you, what have you, what do you read? Okay, so. Because I always talk about the books I read and you're like, oh, I didn't do anything. And I'm like, Brian, you read a crap ton of comics. <laughs> 
Uh, so on my pull list right now is uh, Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Runaways, uh, the the uh, relaunch of Runaways, um, the Star Wars ongoing. I don't know how much longer I'm going to keep up with that one. Um, as long as they have Rogue Squadron in it, yeah, pretty pretty much. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Star Wars ongoing. Uh, Doctor Afra. Uh, I had Poe Dameron on it, but now it is over. Aww. And I currently have the Life of Captain Marvel mini that is a uh, mini that's going on right now. And I soon will be adding uh, an all-new Captain Marvel ongoing to my pull list, and I'm very excited for it. Yes, that's news. That got announced. That, is, that did get announced. Oh, I should pull that up because I don't have it here in the notes. Who's Captain writing it? Captain Marvel. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on it. Um, uh, I, thought I, I thought I remember seeing Kelly Thompson. Yes, Kelly Thompson. Cool. Kelly Thompson is writing. Cool. Uh, and Kelly Thompson has done some work on Captain Marvel in the past. Uh, Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps, uh, she wrote with Kelly Sue DeConnick, uh, and is also, I think, also did some Captain Marvel uh, for um, one of the more recent uh, crossover events. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited. The world is a better place when there's a Captain Marvel ongoing, and I can't wait to pull that on my pull list. Hooray! Hooray! Uh, and you've also been playing video. Well, you play a lot of video games. I yeah, I'm playing a lot more video games than I used well, to. Well, tell listeners why. <laughs> tell listeners why I'm playing a lot of video games. So I, I have a yes. I, I have a reward system. Well, it's not more a reward system. More of you're not allowed to play video games unless you do something. And I have a stationary bike that I set up, and I bike while playing video games. I mean, it works. It does. It does work. It's great if exhausting. Um, I had been playing a lot of the 2015 Tomb Raider reboot. Unfortunately, my Xbox decided to bite the dust this week. I think. Oh, the G- so you weren't done with the game? No, I wasn't done with the oh, game. Oh, that's a bummer. So that one's on hold while uh, I get a replacement unit from Microsoft, who were at least good enough to send me out a replacement at no cost. Um. So while that's on hold, I also picked up Spider-Man for the PS4. Which everyone apparently is playing? Everyone is playing it, and I can see why it is one of the best games I have played in years. Really? Just the writing is top-notch on it. I, 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 don't know, I don't know who they had writing Peter's dialogue, but it is so, so good. So what is the story? I don't know yet, because I'm still just doing side quests. Oh my god, you owe... This is why we could never play video games together, because I'm like, okay, get this quest, okay, go do this, go do this, and you're just like, let's go over here and find this random dude. I, yeah, that's, it's, if you've ever seen me play Mass Effect, that is how I play Mass Effect. Ugh. Any Bioware game, really. Maybe one day I'll actually, like, play Mass Effect. I mean, we have it set up and ready for it. I started, and then I just stopped. This is how I... I'm not. Yeah, we'll get we'll get you back into it. Sure, we will. We will. Sure, it'll be great. Um, so I have been reading. I read. Uh, I read ahead in my Verkozigan saga reread for the Verkozicast and read uh, a civil campaign, which was October's book in September, <laughs> because I couldn't stop. Uh, because they're really good. 
And this is where I will plead to everyone to go read the Brokosikin saga because they're very good and I want more people to read them and talk to me about them. Um, but so then I had like a week in like before it, like at the end of September and I'm like, I need to read something, but I don't know what to read because I'm not going to be able to finish a book before October 2nd, which is today. Uh which is when the new Murderbot novella came out. So I haven't started reading that yet, but I'm very excited. But anyway, so I read fic <laughs> because I can. I read a Verkosian saga fic, which is really good. I caught up on this Luke and Mara fic um, where Mara goes to Octo to sl- smack some sense into Luke. And it was so, so, so good. Uh, at me on Twitter, and I will give you the link if you didn't see me tweet about it. And I'm also reading a fic about Luke and Wedge. Uh, it's an AU, Modern uh, Marriage of Convenience AU. Because sometimes I read fanfic. Those are some of my favorite words to describe a fic. You, have you read it? You need to I, read no, it. I, I do need to read it. It's really good. So yeah, um, that's what we've been doing. It's good stuff. Do we want to take a quiz? Let's take a BuzzFeed quiz. Where did we get this BuzzFeed quiz? We got this BuzzFeed quiz from Diana. Um, And it is, everyone's personality matches to Marvel Woman. Which are you? Let's find out. Okay, pick a priority. Family, friends, earth, power, knowledge, booze. (laughs) I'm going to go with family. I'm going to go with friends. Okay. Okay. Uh, pick a man to punch. <laughs> uh, I know instantly who I want to punch. Tony, Killamonger, Bruce, Loki, Quicksilver, Grandmaster. Okay, first of all, who oh, would punch, punch Bruce? Bruce? <laughs> Thank you. High five. <laughs> okay. Um, while Loki is imminently punchable in some situations, Quicksilver is just nobody. So why even bother? Killmonger... Had I a, felt more bad for him than I anything. Felt, I he was. I mean, I don't want to say he was a victim of circumstance because he did very bad things, but I don't. I want to beat him, like defeat him, not punch him. Yeah. Uh, Grandmaster, why would you want to punch him? <laughs> he's 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 Jeff Goldblum. Why would you, why would you want to do that? <laughs> you you need to like overthrow him, not punch him. Tony is on your side. But dear God, if he's not god-awful annoying. So if you don't want to punch Tony, what's wrong with Tony, you? Tony, even when he's on your side and your friend, you want to punch him. Yes, exactly. So we're so, going to yeah. punch Tony. We're, we're both in agreement there. Punching Excellent. Tony. Pick a color. Red, yellow, blue, black, pink, green. Blue. Damn it. I'm also blue. I'm going to pick green just to be contrary. Okay. Okay. Pick a DC woman. Wonder Woman, Catwoman, Supergirl, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, White Canary. Wonder Woman. Oh, that's mine. I'm picking Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, Wonder Woman. Uh, okay. Pick a power. Pyrokinesis, teleportation, telekinesis, empath, super strength, super genius. I'm going with teleportation. Ah. Uh. I think I'm going to go with empath. Okay. Oh, why would you want that? I feel, don't know. Feel what other people feel? Ugh, that's terrible. Pick a song. 
Respect by Aretha Franklin, Jenny from the Block by Jennifer Lopez, Run the World by Beyonce, Born This Way by Lady Gaga, Bodak Yellow by Cardi B, or Edge of Seventeen by Stevie Nicks. Edge of <laughs> I Seventeen. Know you're gonna that. Um, I'm gonna pick uh, Born This Way. Okay, pick a sitcom character: Liz Lemon, Issa Dee, Leslie Nope, Rainbow Johnson, Rosa Diaz, or Eleanor Shellstrop. This is when we say we don't know. We don't watch any of those shows. Yeah, um, based on what I know, though, I'm going with Rosa Diaz. I'm going to pick Leslie Nope, based on what I know from the internet as well. (laughs) And cue everyone yelling at us. We know. We know. Pick a snack. Ice cream, chips, cupcake, candy, cheese, popcorn. Cheese. (laughs) Popcorn. Oh my god, how long is this quiz? Last one. Pick a princess. Jasmine, Ariel, Tiana, Anna, Pocahontas, Mulan. Mulan. I'm gonna pick Anna. I got... Ooh, I like mine. I like mine a lot. You do yours first. I got Nakia and Mantis. Ooh, I like those. I do too. Um, Smart and... um, Well, Mantis is an empath, so I guess that's, you know, why you got her. Mm -hmm. But I like Mantis. I, what is it, read read what it says. You are incredibly empathetic and thoughtful. You prefer not to fight, but you will if it's for the sake of humanity. You believe in protecting people who cannot protect themselves. Wow, that's accurate. Is it? Yes, that is really accurate. Gryffindor. Hey. I got Okoe and Gamora, which is like completely not like me. Uh, You are bold, independent, and selfless. You're willing to make the tough decisions for the greater good, and you never fail to kick major ass doing it. That is not true, but I'll take it. Aww. (laughs) Those thank you, Diana, for the BuzzFeed quiz. And just a reminder, uh, people on our Patreon-exclusive Slack team can submit stuff to us all the time that we can talk about on this show. Yes, I don't know why I didn't have that, but you should pimp the patreon patreon.com slash did, did you i forgot okay patreon.com slash tashi station <laughs> again one dollar gets you into our patreon exclusive slack team and as you're going to see in this show we source pretty much everything we do or all the new stuff we talk about from our slack team yes we do and if you want us to talk about discussion topics we have a discussion topic unfortunately we don't have enough time to give it the attention we want to deserve. Yeah. It deserves. But Scott, we're going to be talking about your discussion topic soon. So don't yes, worry. Uh, we, we apologize. There are, there's so much news this week <laughs> that this is pretty much all going to be a news discussion episode. Yes. Uh, so the news. Shall we get on that? Let's get on the news. Uh, first off the bat, Captain Marvel. We finally have a trailer and a poster. I was so happy. <laughs> so, uh, Brian, I will let you talk about the trailer because you like Captain Marvel more than me. Or rather, you know Captain Marvel more than me. <laughs> well, yeah, we we got some... It looks like we're having a movie in which we've got a little bit of the amnesia trope going here. Yeah. In which Carol can't quite remember... She has fragments of memories that she doesn't know if they belong to her, mm-hmm. um, which uh, is what brings her back to Earth. She's apparently been uh, with the Kree Star Force for some time. Uh, that's the group you see there with uh, Space Jude Law. Um, 
And uh, <laughs> I mean, it's really the plot stuff that you can pick out of this isn't nearly as interesting as the way the trailer was constructed. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we've also got some cool stuff like D.H. Sam Jackson with two eyes. Uh, he looked, it looks like really good. I couldn't tell yeah. it was there was any sort of any sort of like CGI on him at all. And we had heartthrob good soft boy Phil Coulson. Yes. <laughs> Who does look a lot different. Yeah. I th that one I had I didn't catch until the second until I watched the trailer a second time. Yeah. Um and uh we get uh, we get some shots of uh uh Monica, Monica Rambo. Oh, wasn't it Maria? Or, sorry, Maria. Her mom? Yeah. So what is the story with that? So I don't know what how they're working this uh, in the story because um, Monica and Carol in the comics are pretty close friends. Okay. Um, and this, they're clearly setting it up so uh, Carol appears to be close friends with Monica's mother, Maria. But hey, this may be something that they're doing just so when Carol shows back up in the present timeline, she can then be friends with Monica. Yeah. So, like, because that's one of the things I'm really interested about is how the movie is going to go with her, it being in the 90s, and but then her being in the present day. Because I'm assuming they'll pull something with, like, the the Cree DNA making her age slower, slower yeah. Or, or just have it be straight up time travel. I, who knows? But I'm really interested to see how she how she ports to the present. So and and why she doesn't remember who she is. Yeah, and I'm. There was a shot in the trailer. They say this isn't an origin story, but I think, I think it might be. A, an origin story that's told through interspersed flashbacks. flashbacks because there's a shot in there where that looks remarkably similar to the scene in the comics where Carol gets her powers. Oh, really? Yeah. What scene was that? Uh, when she was on the table or something? No, not on the table. Um, oh. She's in her flight suit uh, back to the camera and there's this explosion oh. in front of her. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I have a feeling that's the Kree device that gives her her powers. Yeah. And they show her um, in training as well. Yes. Air Force training. Yeah. So, and so, yeah, I guess she's having flashbacks or something, which is a, which is a good way to like introduce it to, to people. You know, I forgot to mention this trailer starts with Carol falling through the roof of a blockbuster. It does. It's like a plus establishing shot there. Well right. done. So it's like I wonder if that's going to be how the movie starts, or if that's going to like if I don't it's going to show it... her in the Star Force, and then she gets. I think to it's going to start with her on Hala. Where and where? Hala, which is the Cree homeworld. Oh, Hala, 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 you cap. <laughs> so have we seen? Well, we yeah, we've seen the Cree because Ronan. Was a Cree. Right? Yes. And Ronan's going to be in this movie that we know. Yeah, Ronan the Accuser. Okay. So are the Cree like, the whole, like, galaxy, like, part of cosmic Marvel universe? It's weird. It's so weird. So, like, were the, so the Guardians of the Galaxy, where they are, 
Yeah, is that that's like cos- the same that's the area? Sort of cosmic Marvel Are universe. Are the Kree involved in that? Same general area, yeah. Okay. But we haven't really seen them in full force. No, we have not. Okay. So they're like a different power than like Xandar or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, But really what I loved about this trailer was some very clever editing. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen, and you've probably seen the gift sets that run around where Carol of different yeah. ages are, is, are, is knocked down and then stands back up. Yeah, that gave me a lot of feelings. <laughs> and I don't even really know Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. So I know the people who've been like super into Carol Corp for a while, for a while were like really, really like, ah, and I'm just like, I'm really excited to join the Carol Corps. Can I join even if I don't read the comics? You absolutely can join the Carol Corps even if you don't read the comics. I'm not going to get fake girl. No. Okay. Uh, but not. if y'all are curious about Carol in the comics, <laughs> I... You can get, sign up for Marvel for Unlimited and read all of Captain Marvel. <laughs> I, forgot to me- I forgot to mention that. The reason I was reading so many comics, I read through every single Captain Marvel single from... Uh, 2012 to today because i signed up for uh marvel's uh marvel unlimited for a month so yeah i read a lot of captain marvel (laughs) what just because like had they not been on there they had oh so what was the impetus this trailer okay had you read any of had you read it you read Kelly Sue stuff. Yeah, right? I read Kelly Sue's run. I fell off after that. Um, so really, I was just using this as an excuse to, hey, I want to reread all of that and catch up. Well, see, this is good because you are becoming the comics person and I am the book person. So we can like join forces and become one like entertainment <laughs> podcaster person. Excellent. <laughs> You'll be comics and video games, I'll be books and what else? TV shows? Yes. I don't like TV shows. Oh. <laughs> um, there's also a poster. There, uh, there is a poster. Which is really, really cool. I love the way it's framed in the door. And also that shot with the hanger mm-hmm. was really cool in the trailer. But um, the, tr- the poster uh, evokes stuff from the comics the uh the kelly sue phrase which is um oh i always get it out of order higher well it's right there if you click on the link right higher further faster but the more is left off they're saving that for the sequel (laughs) yeah probably and her star is there and uh, uh or her um alien cat yes her alien cat is in the bottom left um i i've heard rumors that this cat will not be named chewy sadly which i guess kind of makes sense yeah yeah but instead what i've heard rumored is even better which is goose (laughs) so why does she have a space cat uh why not why not okay well in the comic she didn't realize it was a space cat what did she think it was just a domestic house cat oh okay. turns out it's a flurkin oh okay her flurkin cat oh okay yeah um sure i hope you don't mind me asking a lot of captain marvel questions oh my gosh i want you to ask all the captain marvel questions i promise not to ask them during the movie 
we'll, we'll, we will have, uh, we will have our friend KL join us in the not too distant future so we can do a Captain Marvel primer. Yes. Did you know that that Captain Marvel is coming out on an International Women's Day? Is it really the new run? No, or wait, no, no, the movie. The movie. Oh, that's great. Yes. Well done, Marvel. Well done. And the trailer was released on the birthday of the Air Force, and they had they ha- had Brie Larson on from the National Air and Space Museum in Washington D.C., <laughs> which was really cool. So yeah, yeah. International Women's Day is Friday, May- March eighth, twenty nineteen, and that's when the movie comes out. Amazing. And then two months later, Infinity War 2, whatever they're calling it, comes out. So, yes. Excellent. I'm excited. Yes. Shall we move on? To the we next shall item? move on. Yes. Uh, mar- there's uh, some a Marvel series about female superheroes in development at ABC. And this is from Diana, uh, which uh, I don't think they've said who they're thinking of. Uh, having the show center on so we a bunch of people were speculating who was going to be in it um would they use existing mcu characters would they spin off from agents of shield would they use completely new characters um either from the comics or just that they make up for the mcu um it's interesting because most all their other shows so far have been either on streaming or uh, they're just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the only one on network, right? Yeah. I think they have... I, I think they have some other ones on cable, but they haven't... AB- uh, I think it's all on Netflix. Really? Yeah. Well, they have Runaways, which is on Hulu. Hulu. And there was the one... It wasn't The Gifted, but it was some... Oh, right, right, right. Another one that apparently was not good maybe? And it, it's even more nebulous in how it fits into the mcu yeah. than agents of shield yeah um oh uh, i can't remember what it's it it starts with an i in humans yes thank you right in humans <laughs> that was a thing but anyway so we haven't had any other shows on abc other than agent carter which was just a miniseries but um so it's it's interesting. I'm wondering if this is going to be sort of like the replacement for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sort of like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ends and then this one starts. Yeah, it very well could be, yeah. Um, and in addition to this, there was news that there's going to be live action series about several Marvel heroes in development for Disney Play, which is the streaming service. Um, and they specifically called out Loki and Scarlet Witch, which I think are very good options. I I like Scarlet Witch a lot more than I thought I would in the movies. I think Elizabeth Olsen does a really good job of playing her, um, and I'm not invested at all in the Vision-Scarlet Witch relationship, but I think they are very, very compelling and made me very emotional about that storyline in Infinity War. Um, and, I mean, Loki is Loki. I mean, Tom Hiddleston is sort of like a license to print money. Um, of course, this begs the question, if they do a show about Loki, 
Is it going to be prior to Infinity War? Or are the events of Infinity War going to be made null and void? So here is my conspiracy theory. Okay. Also, spoilers. If you haven't watched Infinity War, why are you listening to this show? Yeah, we've already (laughs) spoiled a bunch of stuff for you. Um, It's set after Infinity War. Mm -hmm. And it's about Lady Loki. Oh, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. That would be very interesting. But then, you know, the problem comes that you don't have Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. And Tom Hiddleston is extremely compelling. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston is extremely compelling. I'm not, I, I will give you that. Um. So my question for this is, yes, it's exciting to have more uh, Marvel stuff, Mar- Mar- Marvel shows, but... Does this set a precedent for the Star Wars? You know, I really hope so, because I think Star Wars would benefit greatly from utilizing the miniseries concept. I agree. I think that the Solo movie might have been better as a miniseries concept. I, yeah, Solo would have been great as a mini. Like, I think some of, I think a lot of my problems with that movie are that it has a lot of good ideas that don't have time to get fleshed, didn't have time to get fleshed out over a two hour movie. Like, all the stuff with Kira and the Crimson Dawn and Maul, like, that could have been its own movie. Um, the stuff with Han and the Academy and, like, getting kicked out, that could have been its own movie. Um, you know, meeting Lando and doing the Kessel Run, that could have been its own movie. Everything was en- with Enfit's Nest could have been its own movie. So it felt like it was a lot of promise. And like, I'm, I really hope that we get some Enfit's Nest supplementary material one day because that would be great. Mm-hmm. That would, she would be a great character to have a show about on Disney Play. Um, Enfit's Nest joining the rebellion. Oh, yeah. Because then you could connect that with. Saw and the Partisans, the Rebellion proper, um, and you've got, you know, uh, Forrest Whitaker and Genevieve O'Reilly and Jimmy Smits who can re- all reprise their roles. Uh, it would have been so much fun. Yeah. I mean, and they can still do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And like, I feel like for, I, I feel like an Obi-Wan movie is still something like that I think would be interesting because I think that's the sort of story that should be contained to a two-hour movie, you know? Um, But I think that's... I think a lot of Star Wars stories... Why I love the Star Wars book so much is I feel like it can explore a lot more. Yeah. And give it more time to develop. But that, again, why lit, why the books are so great, what works so well for them is similar to what you can explore in a miniseries concept. <clears throat> yeah. And then you're not dragging a story out yeah, for so you could, 22 episodes. Yeah, you could... You could write a really compelling, tight narrative in a 6 to 12 episode run. Right. And I think, like... I really like um like there there were there were parts of Rebels I didn't like but I I loved the idea of the show and like obviously we haven't seen Resistance yet but I love the idea of the show and I you know yeah it's a cart it's a cartoon that doesn't mean it's just for kids I mean obviously I watch them but 
I really still want a live action, like live action stuff that is geared more for an adult audience. Yeah. And I think I know people were discussing this on Twitter at one time of whether there should and be any Star Wars for adult audiences. I say yes, there should be. Um, but I okay. I, are we going to argue? Should there be Star Wars for an? No, I agree with you. Okay. Should there be Star Wars for an adult audience? These films are rated PG thirteen, right? These we can say they're for kids, and yes, they work. It was a franchise that was created for kids, but it is clearly being written for with an adult audience in mind, right? So, I mean, also, I hate using uh, just tangential sidebar i hate using it's for kids to hand wave away any criticism of a thing yeah i do i agree because i can point at a couple animated properties uh that are stellar Mm -hmm. that are clearly for kids that i that um Explore mature themes. Yeah. Well, not like mature, like, ooh, (laughs) salacious. No, but but it treats, it treats as, it treats its audience with respect and writes story, writes their story, their stories accordingly. Right. Um, And like, for, for me, like, I, I don't ever want to see like the Star Wars movies, like the episodic movies or whatever, get like super dark and grimdark, but like, for Star Wars, like the Del Rey books, like I, I, I started reading them when I was eleven because that's when I they started coming out, and like I think they're appropriate for like that sort of age, but like I wouldn't you you don't call them middle grade, like yeah. they're adult books, and that's sort of what I feel like for these TV shows. Should kids be able to watch them? Yes. Should they be aimed for kids? some yes not all of them um and we're not saying things that are aimed for kids can't be good yes i mean there's nothing wrong with the animated property being aimed for kids right but that doesn't mean that the live action television should also be geared towards that same eight to twelve year old audience right that the animated properties are going for right i mean that's the whole point is that you want to spread your wealth and have something for everyone which is why you have middle grade books and ya books yeah and adult books and comics again i i've been kind of bothered lately by the it's for kids excuse yeah being applied to not just the animated stuff but star wars as a whole Yes, George created it with kids in mind, but something being for kids does not make it above criticism. Right. And I think also saying it's for kids, like, that it's a way to hand wave any sort of thing. Like, if you have a problem with, like, internal consistencies in the universe, like, well, it's, you know, kids don't recognize that. And I'm like, have you met kids lately? They're the most nitpicky people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So anyway, that got derailed. But I do hope this sets a precedence for Star Wars because um, we're going to talk about this later in the Star Wars corner. But I think that focusing more on smaller miniseries products or projects might be a good thing and free up the movies for more heavier topics. Yeah, agreed. All right. uh, Moving on. uh, We got a Doctor Who trailer. Did you watch this one? No. <laughs> oh, it's 
it's really good. There and also, also there was a clip. A, there, there was a clip that was amazing. It's like, oh my God, she's really the doctor. It's amazing. I didn't watch it because I want to watch the show and I don't want to like be, have any sort of expectations going into okay, it. That's totally because, fair. Because, because I am a complete Doctor Who virgin. Like I've never seen any Doctor Who ever in my life, except for what we've seen at bars during trivia that's muted and i've been very confused about what's happening so like i only know doctor who from pop culture osmosis so uh yeah i didn't want to watch it because then i'd be super confused well the the good news is and listeners this is good news for you as well every time there's a new doctor it is treated as a jumping on point so even if you've never experienced any doctor who before it's the perfect time to start watching and this uh from what i understand this one is being treated especially that way yeah so good news uh on saturday uh you'll get your first or um, on sunday you'll get your first exposure to doctor who is it this sunday it is this sunday oh, okay so we have resistance doctor who we might have to save Doctor Who for the next day. Oh, yeah. That's because... fine. Uh, also, um, something else that is premiering Sunday is uh, Chuck Wendig and Sam Sykes produced You Might Be the Killer. No, that's Saturday. That's Saturday. Oh, yes. right. We need to set the DVR. Yes, we do. So we won't be home. We're going to have a viewing party, though. So if you want to see what happens when you take a Twitter thread and turn it into a feature-length film, there you go. <laughs> why does why does my twitter threads never get picked up right i've got some gems producers out in hollywood because i don't have thirty thousand twitter followers or fifty thousand twitter followers or whatever and i'm not an best-selling I, author. and my brain does not work on the level of sam sykes and chuck wendig yeah alas uh, we also got a trailer for Mary Poppins Returns, and the film's going to emotionally destroy me. <laughs> so you're going to make me watch... I am going to make you watch the original Mary Poppins. <laughs> no, this is when people throw this stuff at me again. <laughs> You'd like it. It's cute. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not denying it. I just never... I just missed that. Yeah, book. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll watch it uh, before the movie comes out. Yeah. Uh, there's also a Twilight Zone reboot by Jordan Peele coming in 2019 on CBS All Access. Oh, it's of course it's CBS All Access. <laughs> uh, yeah. That one came from Chris in our Slack. And uh, oh, the Mary Poppins trailer was uh, posted by Robin in our Slack. Yes, Chris from Book Wars Pod. Go listen to of it. Of course, you jump right to the important <laughs> questions. Will they update the Tower of Terror okay, at Hollywood first Studios? First of all, I think this is a very cool idea. Jordan Peele, obviously, uh, is a... Supremely talented. Yes, he, he made Get Out. And so he's a very good person to remake Twilight Zone for 2019 and bring in new themes and, you know, a, mature, uh, newer sensibilities. Um, but <laughs> the Tower of Terror is my favorite ride at Hollywood Studios. Okay, I'm going to say they absolutely will not be updating it with Jordan Peele because you... Don't replace Rod Serling on that ride. <laughs> also because it's CBS. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and that crosses the sh- But that would be interesting because if they have a new show on CBS. I mean, they had American Idol that was on Fox, so. Yeah, yeah. And weird. hilariously, now American Idol is on ABC and it's not there anymore. <laughs> Alas. 
but uh yeah i did you ever watch twilight zone yeah i've seen episodes here and there i i never really watched it but i've seen i've seen some episodes i mean you've absorbed some of it through just pop culture i like it creeps me out which i know is the whole point so i can't watch a lot of it i mean you have to at least watch the one with william shatner yes and the pig the pig faces yes 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 uh and i will let you have the last one Avatar The Last Airbender is getting a live-action remake for Netflix that is not done by M. Night Shyamalan. Yay! Uh, The show's original producers are on board for this, and I know that people are skeptical and that no one was really asking this, for, but I am actually excited about it uh, because they've also said that they will be casting culturally appropriate people for the roles in this tv series which i hope means that they're going to be using this show which is an established popular property to launch the careers of some uh, actors of color uh who we haven't seen before yeah i mean that's what i hope they do for all of these shows that are coming to netflix and everything um i do it would be interesting if they do this and sort of like branch out from what was in the animated show um, if they sort of use that as the jumping off point and then like not necessarily do a story for story remake, but like take the idea like like how Marvel does with the comics, like yeah. they adapt a certain comic run, but they do it a little differently. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Interesting stuff there. Yes. All right. Oh, we- you talked about it on the Kanji cast. We did. Yes. Uh, we did discuss this in more depth on the Kanji cast. So uh, listen to our latest episode to hear Bria, Jay and myself. Uh, go into that one in a little more depth. You should ta- listen to it anyway, because it's a good show. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, let's move to the Star Wars corner in which we've got a Bob Eager interview uh, that covers a lot of things. A lot, a lot of things. It was a very good interview. Um, our interest, of course, was regarding Star Wars. Uh, of course. <laughs> um, I'm loading it right now so I can get the actual quote. But um, uh, Who was the interview with again? uh hollywood reporter gotcha but yeah he talked about like the streaming service and lots of lots of things happening with like um uh the fox merger um which is also relevant to our interests and saying how um uh is they asked how is marvel going to absorb fox's x-men franchise is kevin Feige Feige going to oversee everything uh and bob Iger responded i think it only makes sense i want to be careful here because of what's been communicated to the fox folks but i think they know it only makes sense for marvel to be supervised by one entity there shouldn't be two marvels so deadpool could become an avenger Kevin's got a lot of ideas. I'm not suggesting that's one of them, but who knows? Now, people have said that um, with Disney buying Fox, and that means the R-rated Deadpools are now a thing of the past. I'm not so sure that's the thing, because uh, Disney owned, uh, what was the name of the studio? Touchstone. And Miramax. Yeah, and Touchstone and Miramax, while they were, while they existed under Disney control, released R-rated films. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't think... Like that, it really annoys me when people are like, "Oh, it's Disney now. It's gonna, it's not gonna, you're not gonna have anything for adults, or it's all gonna be for kids." Because like Disney bought them, but Disney is the parent company, 
it's still like Marvel is still its own thing. Mm-hmm. Like Star Wars is still its own thing. Pixar is still its own thing. Um, and I think like what was appropriate for Marvel is still going to be appropriate for Marvel. So I bet you still get your own standalone Deadpool movies that are R-rated meta slashem horror or slashem gory inappropriate fun films. Yeah, I mean like if Deadpool movies are making money, like it has an audience. I don't know why Disney's going to stop that just because they own those yeah, properties. But you're now. not you're just not going to get an R-rated Deadpool Winnie cameos in an MCU film. Right. Um, I'm, like, much more interested to see how they will, like, what's going to happen with the X-Men. <sighs> I wish, <laughs> I wish Kevin Feige had, had that cast himself yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I liked First Class. Like, it'll be interesting because I think a lot of the limitations on what Marvel could use is what has made the MCU so good i mean they I, it it's crazy to think of now but iron man mm-hmm. thor um are like were second rate the freaking guardians of the galaxy were like a d rate yeah but group. they couldn't use the x-men who so, were the f- famous they couldn't characters. use the x-men they, they couldn't use, use the fantastic four they which couldn't were use like, spider-man yeah and these were like the big comic properties of the 90s for them. Yeah. And they couldn't use them. So they had to go with these B-list characters and had to really focus on making them compelling characters. Yeah. And like for me, who does not read comics and doesn't keep up with them, like the idea of the X-Men being part of the Avengers is like super weird to me. Like I'm like, they're not the Avengers. Like the Avengers are the people in the Marvel movies. But I know like comic wise, that's not the case at all. And like people would be horrified to hear me saying that. But yeah, that's I mean, just how the MCU has their most popular characters of the nineties, by far the most popular. Mm-hmm were farmed out to other studios and they didn't have the rights to them. Yeah. But, you know, I'm saying this and but I, you know, I'll say I I haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming yet, but I really loved Spider-Man in both Civil War and Infinity War. Like he's not a character I'm like super interested in. I'm sorry everyone. But I loved what they did with him. So if they bring in other characters like the X-Men or whatever, I feel like I I will probably, you know, change my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm just, it's just interesting to see how that is going to happen with what they've established yeah. so far. Absolutely. Um, and will they keep, like, the continuity from any of the other movies or just do a completely blank slate? Yeah. Because I f- freaking love... James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. So and I, I don't want to lose them. I don't. I don't think they're going to keep the continuity. Yeah, I bet they do some kind of a soft reboot that's all wibbly wobbly, timey wimey <laughs> that lets them keep all those actors if they want. Yeah, but uh, that continuity is probably out the window. And it'd be interesting because I mean, like I'm like Hugh Jackman. I think is pretty much done playing Wolverine, mm-hmm. and any of the non-MCU uh like Marvel people like Hugh Jackman is Wolverine yeah like whether whether you like it or not like he is he like you think of a comic book 
actor. And I think you would probably either think of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the big guns. Like, I, they've got their work cut out for them if they want to recast. Like, I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but Hugh Jackman being gone uh-huh. might force a total recast. Yeah. Well, and like, when did the first X-Men movie come out? Was it 2000? <sighs> 99 or 2000. Yeah, so, like, oh my you think God, of it now. It's been 18 years. You think of it now, like, no one knew who Hugh Jackman was, really? Like, he had, he, I think he had, he had done things in Australia. I know he was on. He was Gaston in the Australian version of Beauty and the Beast. He was. He was also in Oklahoma. He, he did a good turn in that, but like, he was not known and like well known in Hollywood. And that was like his big break was as wolverine and like he was the breakout star of those movies like they made him a star and you think like especially because those movies had patrick stewart and ian mckellen so he's competing against patrick stewart and ian mckellen and like breaks out completely so it would be interesting if they do recast and get a new person to be wolverine and how that how is that going to be? Yeah, yeah. There was one other interesting bit of information from this interview, though, that's relevant to our interest. Yes. Uh, essentially, Bob Eager says that uh, Star Wars movie releases may be slowing down mm-hmm. and that he takes responsibility for uh, scheduling Solo when it was scheduled. Yeah, it's the the quote itself is really interesting because it's very vague. vague. He says... Uh, the question is, many believe Disney should pump the brakes and not put out a Star Wars movie each year. And he says, I made the timing decision. And as I look back, I think the mistake that I made, I take the blame, was a little too much too fast. You can't expect some slowdown, but that doesn't mean we're not going to make films. So the begs a question. Is he talking about Solo specifically coming after coming out? so soon after mm-hmm. the last jedi or just one movie a year yeah so particular. is he saying is he saying that one movie a year was too much too fast yeah or is he talking about solo specifically five months on the on the heels of the last jedi was that too yeah. much too quickly because i don't think i don't think a movie per year is too much no for i don't Star Wars. i don't either i think it can handle that i don't want to see more than that um and that's mainly because like Marvel, I think I, I think trying to emulate Marvel is a bad idea because Marvel has so many different characters and individual properties and Star Wars well, unless, doesn't unless, movie-wise. Unless Star Wars decides to change it up mm-hmm. and have everything operating, here's the, the starting point timeline. in the timeline, yes. everything will operate from this point and we're going to go one direction. Yeah. And unless they're willing to do that and have everything playing in that with characters you're willing to commit to beyond more than just one film, emulating the Marvel model yeah, is a recipe work. for disaster. Yeah. I but, mean, DC is plenty of proof of that. Yeah. But having, you know, your a Star Wars movie every year that's at a different place in the timeline, I think it can work. But... I mean, there were people who were confused about, well, Rogue One, why isn't this continuing the story of The Force Awakens? So it's just trying to get people on board with the new ideas. And I think that was the problem with Solo. Solo was so soon after The Last Jedi. It was both so soon after The Last Jedi and 
the timeline was nebulous enough where diehard fans weren't quite sure yeah when it was happening yeah and um they he does make mention of um benioff and weiss talking about their saga so he says sagas so um well he says we have created entities including benioff and weiss who are developing sagas of their own so I mean, we know those are still in development yeah um and obviously abrams is doing episode nine right now mm-hmm. um and he said and we are just at the point where we're going to start making decisions about what comes next after jj's but i think we're going to be a little more careful about volume and timing and the book stuck here on that so that's interesting do they not know what they're gonna put out next after episode nine <laughs> I don't buy for a second they don't know what they want to do right after nine. I yeah, because I mean they have different things in development. I guess they'll say, well, which is which is the uh most ready or but you know, who knows? Um related to that, uh Kath- Kathleen Kennedy signed another three year deal with Lucasfilm to uh head the company so yay i'm very glad for this um haters to the left (laughs) she made four billion dollars in three (laughs) films of course she was getting a contract extension yeah i mean like and we're not the type of people to say like people who had criticisms about last jedi or any of the movies are haters because we have our problems with solo but and we have our problems with the last Jedi. Yeah, true. But I mean, like, it's you can't look at the Force Awakens and even Rogue One and see that and think like she's been a failure. And um, honestly, look at her career in totality. Right. There is not a more accomplished producer in Hollywood than Kathleen Kennedy. Plus, I think people give her more credit. Like, then she, not saying, I don't want to say more credit than she deserves, and she's not, like, a reason for the success, but as far as, like, things they don't like, like, oh, she made Ryan Johnson kill Luke or whatever, it's like, no, like, she's a producer, like, she's not necessarily making story decisions, like, people are writing the movies and pitching her ideas, and she's okaying it. But she's not, like, the storyteller. She's not the creative person, you know? So she's really just the business person and, like, getting the shit done. And you can't deny that she has not been doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the article about um, her signing up another three-year extension, um, they did mention Ryan Johnson's new trilogy. Um, people were wondering about that because Bob Iger did not mention Ryan Johnson. Well, he mentioned Benioff and Weiss. The, the phrase was like, including Benioff and Weiss, suggesting yes. that there are other people doing right. things. Right, but because he didn't specifically name drop Ryan Johnson, people were like, oh, are they not doing no, it? The reason but- he didn't name drop them is Benioff and Weiss are big television names right. that are doing a very popular yes. thing so yes we, know, we that. know that brian but the dude bros on the internet don't know that well the dude bros on the internet can go <laughs> fornicate with themselves <laughs> um so yeah um i personally 
really want to know what's coming up after episode nine, although episode nine isn't still a year and change away. Well, uh, you know, there's a little thing next April where we might get a look into what's <laughs> Star coming. Star Wars Celebration? Something like that, yeah. I mean, I have not been the hugest proponent of an Obi-Wan movie, but I almost want them to be like, just throw us a bone and give us an Obi-Wan movie because everyone will like it and be happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, if that movie isn't called Hello There, I will be angry. Hello There, the Obi-Wan story. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, there was also an announcement for ILM X Lab a new uh, virtual reality story called Vader Immortal. Now, I believe this is the thing that David Goyer yes. was working on. Yes. David Goyer also wrote Secrets of the Empire. Um, and so there are some connections, mm -hmm. I believe. Um, but um, there was a little preview of it. It's coming out next year. For the Oculus Quest platform. Yeah. And hey, um, if there's a, anyone over at X-Lab or Oculus Quest that's <laughs> looking for people to review this hardware and game. So is this a game or it is an ex like a movie? Uh, in interactive movie, I think, is how they bit build it. Okay. Yeah. But uh, hey, anyone over there looking for someone to review some VR hardware, holla so, at ya boy. So kind of like an RPG that you interact with? Maybe. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Just the like, just from the little clip that they release, I'm like, this is gonna terrify me. Oh yeah, because Vader's terrifying. Um, if you have not done Secrets of the Empire, plug your ears for spoilers. But that end when Vader comes out is like, ah, oh, ah, ah, and like we've done it many times, so we know to expect it. But the first time, I was like ready to pee my pants. <laughs> because he gets super close before you get rescued and so it'll be really interesting to see what happens yeah. like this is very interesting storytelling and i'm here for it um the the oculus quest hardware that's going with it looks really interesting so essentially they took the optics from the oculus rift which is the uh vr system that's strapped to a computer ah. untethered it and have created this standalone device that offers total total freedom of movement and the same uh, six degrees of uh, six degrees of freedom, um, and have just created this VR headset out of it. That's uh, again untethered. It's not go it's not going to be as powerful as the Rift, which uh, could piggyback off of uh, expensive comp gaming computer hardware. But this may finally be the VR system that gets VR to catch on. Hmm. Interesting. So, again, Oculus. Hit a brother up. <laughs> what do you have? I have a PSVR. And you never use it. I need to start using it. <laughs> yeah, someone bought it for you for Christmas and you never use it, Brian. I know, but I'm playing more games now. Yeah, so you should use it. I, I will use it. I will. The problem is that you can't use it while you're biking. No, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot use that while I'm biking. That would end very badly. <laughs> yes. Uh, so ending the podcast on some sad news. Um, Gary Kurtz, who was the producer for A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, passed away recently. Um, obviously, his involvement in Star Wars uh, can't be overstated. Um responsible for you know two of the greatest movies ever made so 
our thoughts and well wishes are with his family and friends. Yeah, sad, sad news indeed. So good thoughts out to uh, good thoughts out to them. Yes. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up the show there. Uh, again, we want to remind you that uh, all, a bunch of the news that we talked about today, uh, a bunch of the various other stuff that uh, we've been discussing, were sourced from our Patreon Slack community. Uh, so support us at patreon.com slash Tashi Station. Uh, $1 a month gets you into the Patreon exclusive Slack and... Uh, what you uh, what you donate to us via Patreon helps us pay for our hosting fees, which uh, have gone up a lot this year. Yeah, uh, and we have fun discussions and fanfic links and adult oriented conversation about Star Wars <laughs> involving characters uh, so if you've ever wanted tashi station after dark yes that's how you get it yes you can have your hear all of bria's kylux uh maybe that's another maybe that's another perk we should do a patreon only tashi station after dark podcast oh god no uh here bria's kylux thoughts my luke and mara head cannons your what are you what are yours i don't know i don't know pilots pilots <laughs> pilots all right, uh, let's sign off here. Um, you can find us on Twitter at the handles Tashi Station. Uh, you can find Nancy with Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. You can find me with Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. -E. Uh, if you like the show, please leave review on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. It helps us grow the show. You can also subscri <laughs> subscribe to the <laughs> Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed, which includes all of our shows in one very convenient uh a very convenient feed. Yes. Uh, and you can leave a review there as well. Uh, you can find our columns and news at TashiStation.net. Thanks for listening to another show. We will catch you all next time. Bye. So long. TSR is brought to you by you, our Patreon subscribers. Visit patreon.com slash Station to help us keep the lights on and to get access to our Patreon-exclusive Slack team. 